You are all welcomed in this meeting. The meeting is taking place under this um, severe um, situation of a coronavirus, which is called COVID-19. And um, we are meeting again at the time when uh, our government, uh, the President of the Republic, has declared that uh, we have moved from level five to level four, which level four has a lot of challenges and a lot of um, expectation from the Department of of Home Affairs, because the more the levels goes down, it may be more the numbers of the people coming to the department to look for the services. So level four means Department of Home Affairs need to multiply its effort in ensuring that uh, everything is being, is being complied with. I would like to request uh, everyone to mute to mute uh, the the device that they are using so that we don't get the glitches that they would um, make the system, system. Dis disrupted. So I was saying that uh, level four requires a lot from the Home Affairs. Because it means the gradual number of the people who are coming will be quite more. It means that our state of readiness as the department must be much more higher, particularly on issues that relate to PPEs, issues that relate to um, sanitizing the environment that officials are working under. We are noting that uh, the minister reported last time that at Fryhead there was an incident that involved an official, but after the Tara takings and all other people were involved, the the officials tested negative. And uh, a call that we would wish to make as the portfolio committee is that those who work for the Department of Home Affairs must multiply their efforts and ensure that their patriotism gets to be the one that is in the front than any other thing because we're faced with this disease that is not known in the country. The department and the government of South Africa has not planned for it and is not known. Every step that we're taking forward is a, it's a step that seeks to resolve the problem that we're having. So whatever problem that we have or whatever challenges that we have, we are having it with a view of trying to resolve it. If we have not resolved it yesterday, we will resolve it today. If we have not resolved it today, we'll resolve it tomorrow. But uh, a call for patriotic civil servantry, civil servantry is it's, um, much appreciated at this time of need. We have had uh, oversight, and I would like to thank members who took their time to go to oversight in their nearest home affairs offices and identified the challenges that they have seen in those offices. We have spoken to the management that we have met there, and 
elevated all those issues to the to the director general acting and the minister. If there was a problem yesterday, today is no longer the same as yesterday. If there is a problem today, that problem uh, tomorrow it will no longer be the same as today as it as regards to issues of uh, of home affairs. Some of the offices as we're doing oversight, we found that they were they were still closed because there were issues that relate to unions and um, the employer. Uh, these issues are incrementally being uh, being resolved. I have noted that, and it's the, it's the latest report I got last night before I went to bed. We're also meeting colleagues. Uh, most of you still watch TV. These days, um, you have seen there was an issue around Lindela. And I will uh, request maybe the minister at the end of the presentation, because we have called this meeting of today for a specific reason of uh, annual performance plan 2020-2021 and the strategic plan. plan. But at the end of this meeting, to give the both members um, a briefing on the latest on that matter that we have seen on TV, but uh, also to give the public on what, what, what is um, exactly happening. We are still um, meeting today under the strict time frame that has been set, given the system we're using. So we have two hours to run this meeting. Item number three on the presentation will be strictly 20 minutes so that we are able to give members enough chance to ask questions that relate to the APP and um, the briefing that the minister will give later on the issues that relates to what we have seen on TV and and the offices will see how we process as, as the meeting continues. But with regard to the offices, I have received a, a report that says there is an incremental implementation of the opening of offices. But uh, Minister, please do give us the latest and the dates because I was specifically disturbed about what is happening in Pumala, where I got the report that uh, there are about 154 death certificates that were not printed as of yesterday. This was reported to me, and it was reported also to the joint, to the JOC that deals with COVID-related issues in the province of Pumala. So because we had reported this to you yesterday, we would appreciate if you give the the also some response with regard to some of these issues. We are so much concerned about Department of Home Affairs, Minister, because of what you yourself also shared, that uh, Department of Home Affairs is not like Department of Health or Department of Education. If a person is not pleased with Department of Education, he can still uh, do private uh, online studies elsewhere with the private institutions, the same way with health, if somebody is not happy with the government health service, he can still go now to the private health care. But with the Department of Home Affairs, if a person needs a death certificate, he can't go to a private company to, for, to, for it to be printed. So once you arrive at Home Affairs, you are there and you are stuck there. That is why it is important that 
we've got to make sure that on a daily basis we improve the way we work and we improve the systems that are there. We're faced with COVID-19. It's an, an unprecedented. We're seeing it for the first time in our lifetime. So our response must be at all times in the interest of our people. So that is why we need to spend sleepless night to make sure that at least the death certificates are, are properly printed and the birth registrations are done because the president has announced that for the next coming six months, there will be grants and their grants have increased. So because of that, the number of people who may want grants or who need grants will depend on the identification that is done by Home Affairs because if we don't do so, we'll have people bringing children from Mozambique to come in and benefit at an expense of the citizens first. So I think those are some of the things that we're, we're dealing with. I see the... I want to go to apologies, item number two, but I see the hand of uh, Honorable Chabani. Can I hear what is that hand for Honorable Chabani? No, thanks, Chair. Uh, I think the issues which I wanted to raise, you have raised uh, on the current status of the Lindela and the offices which were closed. Uh, I think you have articulated uh, correctly that after the presentation, the department meaning to give us detailed report on the current issues. So I just wanted to raise those issues, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you. Can we go to apologies? The first apology I've seen on the WhatsApp group of the committee is from uh, Honorable Lizelle. He said he was to, she was to join us later, but she has uh, requested uh, Honorable Sengwa, the chairperson of SCOPA, to join this meeting on happy behalf. Uh, I hope Honorable Sengwa is there. We'll um, note you when it is your time to speak uh, later after the presentation. And uh, can I note other apologies, uh, uh, Eddie? Uh, that is the main one. The other one uh, is uh, Mr. Muelwa. I know he's in the meeting, but he indicated to me that he's going to leave at uh, quarter past five. That's the only beside the Ms. van der Merve. That's all from, from my side. I take it that the apologies are, are accepted uh, because they were properly directed to, to the Secretariat. Can I note any other apology that may want to come through any other Avenue other than that of the Secretariat members? There is none. Okay, thank you very much. Um, we can zoom into item number three. Honorable Minister, um, over to you. Thank you, Honorable Chair and Honorable Members uh, of the Committee officials of the department, the media, and the public at large. In the interest of time, Chairperson, 
I'll give over to the acting uh, DG, uh, Mr. McKay, to take us through the presentation for the next 20 minutes. I'm doing so also to make time to respond to the issues that we've raised. So can I call Mr. McKay to take over uh, through you, Chairperson? Yes, uh, Mr. McKay, you can proceed uh, through me. Thank you very much, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon, Honorable uh, Members, uh, Minister, Deputy Minister. Um, I'm going to share the... Um, um, I'm going to have a look at the the purpose of the presentation, of the presentation outline, but Honorable Chair, I thought that, uh, sorry, what happened there? Uh, yeah, but not here. Yeah. Can everybody see the presentation? Presentation. I'm sorry. Um, hello. You can't ask everybody, DG. You must ask me because uh, I would. Uh, chairperson, uh, can you see the slide, Chairperson? I can see. I can see the slide. Can you proceed uh, in the interest of time? Thank you. Thank you, Chairperson. Um, we are going to have a look at the purpose of the presentation. Uh, the introduction, vision, mission, um, the MTSF period 2019 to 2024 commitments, our contribution to the National Development Plan, our commitments uh, for 2019 and to 2024. I'm going to uh, report on the progress of, of the MTSF commitments between 2014 and 2019 and then the progress on the five-year strategic objectives 2014 to 2019, and then talk to the strategic plan outcome targets for 2020 to 2025, and also deal with a, the summary of the annual performance plan targets. And um, I will take it that, person that this presentation has been read, and uh, I will then not talk to the detailed annual uh, performance plan targets because it is it's it, it I would have spoken to it uh, previously and I'm sure that the committee members have have already read it. Uh, Chairperson, the purpose here is to present to the portfolio committee of Home Affairs our strategic plan outcomes and five-year targets for 2020 to 2025 and the annual performance plan for for the 20. 2021 financial year. Departments are required, Chairperson, to prepare new strategic plans for the 2020 to 2025 period. The strategic plan must be aligned with the new medium-term strategic framework government. The revised framework for strategic plans and annual performance plans 2019 was used for the development of the DHA strategic planning instruments. The planning instruments cover the following priorities. A, the national priorities as per the National Development Plan, 
the apex priorities of government and the MTSF priorities which talked the establishment of an effective border man, completion of the modernization program, the comprehensive review of immigration policy and subsequent legislation, the upgrade of six priority land ports of entry, the improved client experience through leadership, the early birth registration, the critical skills visa issuance, as well as war on queues. We also included key elements of the of home of, on home affairs, which was approved by cabinet for implementation in December 2019, as well as improvement of service delivery initiatives that relate to our footprint development, access, and efficient enabling of our documents. I'll skip through the files of our uh, the, the slides of our mission vision. I take it as red. Uh, I will stop and just talk to you on slide six, the outcomes. Home Affairs has identified the following outcomes for the 2020 to 2025 period. Uh, of international migration resulting in South Africa's interest being served and fulfilling international commitments. Secondly, a secure and efficient, the secure and efficient management of citizenship and civil registration to fulfill constitutional and international obligations. Thirdly, efficient asylum seeker and refugee systems in compliance with domestic and international obligations. The secure population registered to empower citizens, enable inclusive economic development and national security. And last, capable and development state. The, a major focus of the NDP is to confront the triple challenges of poverty, inequality and unemployment by, by achieving higher growth rates. The Department of Home Affairs has a critical contribution to make to the achievement of the 20, NDP 2030 objectives. Uh, which are the inclusion of all citizens in democracy and development is enabled by providing them with a status and an identity that gives them access to rights and services. Um, a further priority is home, for home affairs is to facilitate the acquisition of critical skills needed for economic growth. Home affairs must continue to drive integrated and coordinated border management to ensure our borders are effectively protected, secured, and well-managed. Home affairs plays a, a key role in enabling regional development by working with SADC countries through the De Department of International Relations to establish efficient, secure, and managed migration. And home affairs is central to harnessing the fourth industrial rev uh, revolution and build a capable state. The modernization program of home affairs can reduce fraud and cost of doing business by enabling e-government, which will attract more investment into the country. Uh, Chairperson, our MTSF commitments for 2019 to 2024, the, under the APEX, we contribute to four APEX priorities out of the seven. The first one being economic transformation and job creation, and it is linked to our outcome four, uh, of decent employment through inclusive 
economic growth. Our contribution in terms of this priority is the securing of the identity of citizens and foreigners, the design and implementation of the national identification system, the issuance of critical skills visas, and the implementation of the revised visa regime, which talks to the simplifications of visa applications, as well as the rollout of the EV. And our targets or commitments in this particular area is that 95% of critical skills visas are adjudicated within four weeks by 2022, as well as the implementation of a revised visa regime. The other apex priority is social cohesion and safe communities. Linked to this is the outcome of that all people in South Africa are and feel safe. The contribution of home affairs in this uh, uh, area is the, to secure the borders of the country through the establishment and operation, operationalization of the Border Management Authority, to continue with the implementation of a risk-based approach to immigration, as well as the provisioning of enabling documents to access rights and services, uh, example, early birth registration and smart ID cards. Uh, our commitment here is the establishment of the BMA by 20, 2020, uh, uh, the operationalization of the BMA by 2021 at 11 ports of entry and five segments of the land borderline, as well as 100% of selected ports of entry equipped by, with biometric functionality and the implementation of the DHA a automated uh, uh, biometric information system. Chairperson, we had only had, we, we, the president will only be assenting to the BMA bill um, in this current financial year, and it might impact on the, on our target with regard to the establishment of the, of the BMA during uh, 20, 2020. Uh, the other apex priority is a capable, ethical, and development state, and it's linked to the outcome, an efficient, effective, and develop, development-orientated public service. Our contribution here is the repositioning of home affairs in support of a capable, ethical, and developmental state through the implementation of new service delivery, operating, and organizational models uh, supported by the required policy and legislative framework, as well as a better, the other apex priority is a better Africa and world, which is linked to the outcome of creating a better South Africa, a better Africa and a better world. And this, our contribution here is linked to our, the first priority, which talks to the introduction of a world-class e-visa regime and the rollout of, of the e-visa system. Chairperson, I will now talk to the uh, our MTSF progress on our commitments for the past year 2014 to 2019. The commitment was the establishment, the first one we needed to establish and put into operation the Border Management Authority by 2017-2018. Uh, this was not achieved chairperson, a major dependency uh, was the establishment and operationalization of the Border Management Authority uh, and um, uh, uh, was the passing of legislation, which was also linked to funding. 
It is anticipated that the BMA bill will be finalized by Parliament, and it has been by early 2020. With regard to the phased implementation of an integrated border management strategy in conjunction with other departments and organs of state, this was achieved. We needed to review the policy of international migration and the amendment and the amendment of the relevant legislation in support thereof. Um, this was um, uh, not achieved because delays were experienced with the socio-economic impact assessment. Uh, and, as, uh, and since the SAIS is an essential prerequisite to the next phases for the drafting of the immigration bill and its subsequent consultation process with the identified uh, clusters, we needed to embark on a on a, on, on a wider uh, uh, consultation process uh, to satisfy the requirements of the SAIS. With regard to the registration of 810,000 um, uh, births or 75% of births within 30 calendar days, this was achieved. The rollout of biometrics to all ports of entry equipped with the enhanced movement control system was not achieved, Chairperson. The major challenge here was connectivity at, uh, at 38 ports of entry. These ports of entry are at far-flung areas and due to cable theft or them just not having any connectivity through telephone lines caused a, caused a problem for us for the connection of those ports of entry. Um, as, 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 as well as capacity limitation within our information services branch, uh, this was not, uh, we were not able to, 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 to attain this target. A further rollout was positioned against the priority of piloting the newly developed full biometric solution in the 1819 uh, financial year. Uh, with regard to ensuring that 85% of critical skills visas are adjudicated within four weeks, this was achieved. The development of the national identity system was not achieved, Chairperson, and this delay was due to the mainly due to complexities around the supply management process in the appointment of a preferred service provider. Uh, the service provider. We, this is such a sensitive system, Chairperson, and we had approached um, uh, Treasury for us to be able to use um, um, uh, state-owned companies to assist us uh, or state-owned entities to assist us to, to, to develop this system. And uh, we, we, we had a problem with that process, uh, Chairperson, with regard to having a service provider uh, appointed. With regard to the establishment of the DHA contact center and two visa premium centers, this was achieved during this reporting period. Chairperson, um, Chairperson. I will I will not uh, deal with this because it has already been done. More, uh, we're giving more uh, detail there. I will go to slide 17, uh, which talks to our five-year targets uh, um, and the, the, uh, the strategic plan outcomes for the MTSF period 2020 to 2025. The outcome here is the secure management of international migration 
resulting in South Africa's interest being served and fulfilling our international obligations. The outcome indicator here is a risk-based and strategic immigration approach implemented against predetermined measures that ensure sovereignty, national security, public, secure, public safety, stability and development. Our task here, Chairperson, um, that the BMA be incrementally rolled out as per the BMA Roadmap 2032 to 36 ports of entry, 10 sectors of the borderline and two community crossing points. The, cons the second one is the construction and redevelopment of six land ports of entry as one-stop border posts completed by 2025. Uh, as well as the risk-based and strategic approach to immigration implemented uh, in respect of legislation uh, implemented in support of the White Paper on International Immigration and secure entry, documented stay, and departure of persons through the rollout of biometric functionality and law enforcement operations. Um, with uh, the other one, Chairperson, is 100% compliance with set service standards for risk-based and strategic issuance of visas and permits to grow the economy by 2024-2025, as outlined in the annual performance plans for permanent residence permits, business and general work visas, as well as critical skills visas. And uh, uh, lastly, Chair, that e-visa, the e-visa be rolled out to all selected uh, countries, 106 of them by 2025. Um, the, with regard to the secure and outcome, secure and efficient management of citizenship and civic registration to fulfill our in constitutional and international obligations, the uh, outcome indicator here is the percentage of identified citizens and holders of permanent residence permits to which enabling documents are issued by this period, legislation in operation in respect of a new marriage act, and the percentage of compliance with service standards set for issuance of adult passports. The five-year targets are enabling documents issued to 100% of identified citizens, including naturalized citizens and holders of permanent residence, their births be registered within 30 calendar days and smart card IDs to be to a projected 19 um, million issued by 2025. Also that the new marriage act be implemented to regulate all marriages by 2025 and 100% compliance uh, to the to adult passports being issued uh, within 13 days. Uh, with regard to uh, the outcome efficient asylum seeker and refugee systems in compliance with domestic and international obligations, uh, here we have uh, effective and efficient recording and monitoring of asylum seekers and refugees. The five-year target is an asylum seeker and refugee system uh, implemented. Um, uh, the other one is a secure population register to empower citizens. Uh, to enable inclusivity, economic development, and national security. The outcome indicator here is a national identity system operational as per requirements. The target here is that the NIS would be operational by 2025, and legislation in 
in operation to regulate the collection, storage, accessing, and processing of personal information that the population, the target year is that the Population Register Act would be implemented to regulate the collection, storage, accessing, and processing of personal information. Uh, Chairperson, with regard to Home Affairs being positioned to contribute pos positively to a capable and developmental state, our, our uh, um, uh, targets here is that the DHA Act be implemented to effect the repositioning of the department um, and that our service delivery model would be implemented in line with the repositioned Home Affairs and our access model would, in, would also be implemented in support of the repositioned Home Affairs, as well as our communication strategy implemented as per the communication plan, and our counter-corruption strategy be implemented in terms of initiatives outlined in the annual uh, performance plans. Uh, Chairperson, I will just uh, continue now and give a summary of Civic Services Annual Performance Plan at a high level. They have three targets for early birth registration. The targets for our APP, our Annual Performance Plan 2020-2021 is 810,000 births registered within 30 calendar days with regard to smart IDs. We need to issue 3 million smart ID cards issued to citizens and with regard the adult passport that 90% of machine readable passports for adults is issued within 13 working days for applications completed and processed within uh, South within South Africa. With regard to the BMA and immigration services, the targets here for 20 for 20 2021 financial year is that the BA be railed out to four ports of entry along uh, uh, five segments of the borderline and one community crossing point, that a national targeting center be established, and that we ha would have a preferred bidder appointed for the redevelopment of the six priority ports of entry. Uh, in terms of immigration, that the immigration bill, including the amendments to the Refugee Act, would be submitted to cabinet for approval for public consultation, we would have 200 law enforcement operations or inspections conducted to ensure compliance with immigration and departmental legislation. 85% of permanent residence applications adjudicated within eight months in South within South Africa. 90% of business and general work visas adjudicated within eight weeks within South Africa. And 85% of critical skills visas adjudicated within four weeks in South Africa. Chairperson, with regard to the administration targets, there are 15 of them, and uh, I, 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 I would take it as a red, Chairperson, uh, the 15 targets that we have there. Uh, the one is that four airports would, would be uh, fitted, uh, uh, fitted out with biometric movement control system, and that 10 countries uh, with functional e-visa system would be activated and that we would have an e-visa or tourist visa integrated with our APP uh, to enable, um, uh, as well as our payment gateway and our risk engine, a service de uh, pro provider contracted to develop our asylum seeker and refugee system, 
the OSPP one-stop border post policy submitted to cabinet for approval, the official identity management policy submitted to cabinet for approval, the home affairs bill submitted to cabinet for approval, the draft marriage policy submitted, submitted to cabinet for approval, um, the service delivery model approved by the minister, our DHA access model implemented through the footprint optimization plan, and two business processes evaluated by our counter corruption, corruption unit. 66% of reported cases on fraud and corruption finalized within 19 working days, 60 threat and risk, threat and risk assessments conducted, uh, 416 vetting files referred to the SSA, and lastly, Chairperson, that our communication strategy and plan implemented uh, by having 28 media engagements, six in Bezo, and three campaigns. Chairperson, uh, that's, I will stop at that slide. And before, in conclusion, Chair, I would just like to add that uh, uh, due uh, the DHA strategic planning process for 2021 was finalized prior to the notice of the national state of disaster due to the COVID-19 pandemic and subsequent lockdown with effect from the 26th of March, 2020. And due to the exceptional circumstances the country finds itself in, the limited services rendered by the department during the long lockdown and fundamental impact the pandemic will have on future work practices will be required. The lockdown is example negatively impact on our quarter one targets and targets for 2020-21 in the various planning instruments. So Chairperson, I'm just raising this uh, 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 with the portfolio committee that there would be a need for us to review our, our current APP and uh, when, the, when a new budget is tabled um, uh, during this uh, financial year. Thank you very much, Chairperson. Thank you. Thank you very much, Minister. Chairperson, I'll, I'll wait to answer questions. I've got nothing more to add, really. Thank you. Okay. Um, thank you. Uh, can you, I note uh, members? Honorable Moela. Yeah. Yes, Chair. I think before, not so sure if I've captured you correct when you opened the meeting, you said immediately after the presentation, Honorable Minister will come in and brief us about those other issues um, before, before we zoom in so that probably we can have a bite before we get into the document. Thank you, Chair. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Honorable Minister, can you, in less than five minutes, the issue of the Lindela and the issue of the, the closed offices as reported? In less than five minutes in terms of the, the way forward, the background we have. Okay. Oh, thank you, Chairperson. Well, indeed, uh, 
at Lindela Repartition Center, as you know, there have been two events. The, the mini riots led by specifically by the Basutu Nationals and the, and the squabble, the labor squabble between the workers there and the company that is contracted to provide uh, services, especially security services in that. So what we have done yesterday, this morning actually, the 94 Basutu Nationals have been deported. They've arrived safely in Lesotho by midday. They left half past four this morning. Uh, security guards who caused this problem have been suspended by their company. This morning, we met the embassy of Zimbabwe and the officials. They've identified their nationals and they've finalized identifying them. We are busy in the process to deport them. This afternoon, by two o'clock, the officials are meeting with the embassy of Mozambique, also with a view to, for them to identify their nationals and will keep on doing that uh, uh, country by country. That's where we are with Lindela. Uh, the, the issue of offices, Chairperson, indeed, our offices have been closed, especially in Western Cape, Mpumalanga, those were the hardest instances, and to an extent in Limpopo. Uh, in Laut, and, and these offices in Western Cape, Mpumalanga, and Limpopo have been closed by the Public Service Administration, the PSA, which is the majority union. Indeed, I've just received a letter this morning, unfortunately it's undated, where the PSA tell us that, is telling us that as a majority union, they've closed offices because uh, they've written the issues here, which uh, they are demanding. The two offices in Gauteng have been closed by the Department of Labor. I've also got their certificates here while they are I've been trying to discuss with the department because I don't accept the reasons. They say we must put up a permanent, transparent class petition, partition between our employees and members of the public. There is not a single office in the country that has got a permanent uh, class petition. So the question is why close the two in Gauteng when none of our offices if we have to comply with the issue of a permanent class petition between clients and, and our employees, then all the other offices, including the Department of Labor itself, of course, it doesn't have those class petitions. What we are opting for are masks, gloves, sanitizers, and even facial screens. The other reasons given is that our offices must be deep cleaned and disinfected before the return of employees. Chairperson, you have just reported here when you started that our offices in Fry, our office in Fry Hyatt, uh, where we identify one person who was positive, one employee, where, where the deep disinfection happened there and uh, uh, there were decontaminated. Now, that's our understanding of the, the Labor Department's instruction, and I've checked it with the Deputy Minister. They said that is what they mean, but it looks like the union mean each and every each office and every must office. be contaminated, regardless of what happened there. So we'll clarify the matter with them. The other issue are temperature screens, which of course we have decided to get, but uh, we're struggling to get them throughout the whole country. A few have arrived yesterday, 
and they've been distributed since yesterday. As are the face screens, 5,000 of them arrived yesterday and the provinces were busy collecting them. About the IDs in Pomalanga chairperson, uh, the 144, uh, sorry, death certificate, not IDs, uh, I beg your pardon. Uh, they've been referred to other offices and it was checked this morning. All, all the 144 of them have been issued uh, after people have been referred to other offices. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, can I note uh, members who would want to, to raise uh, questions, comments, or interact with the, the presentation of the department? Honorable Muela, you'll be number one. Honorable Kanyile, number two. Honorable Magluva, number three. Honorable, uh, we can start. You, you are number one, Honorable Muela. Start. Chairperson, Chairperson, I've got my hand up. can you please also note me, Honorable Tito? Yes, you'll follow, don't hurry. Okay. okay. You'll follow, Honorable Tito. Chair, please note, Honorable Slangwa. Uh, I've already greeted you, Mr. Slangwa. You'll come, you'll come after Honorable Tito. All right, thank you, Chair. Any, any other hand? Yes, Honorable Ruas. Honorable Ruas. Any other hand? Yes, Honorable Chabane. Honorable Chabane. Can we take those hands in that sequence? Honorable Janji as well. Honorable Janji. Yes. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, can we can you shoot Honorable Muela? Uh, um, um, Honorable Chair, thank you very much um, for for the opportunity. Let me take this opportunity also and greet my father, Honorable Shengwa. He looks uh, uh, somehow he must visit Baba Shop. You are greeted, Father. Chair, let, let's welcome the presentation from the, uh, the department presented by the acting DG. Thank you very much for this comprehensive uh, presentation, DG, um, that seeks to give us an account to what has happened from the previous financial year up until now, which I think uh, you have made a huge progress. Of course, there are two issues that I attended to, like when we speak about the um, uh, issues of uh, capacity limitations within information service branches, which I think uh, as part of what we have raised the acting DG, we need to also put more emphasis and focus on the issue of rollout of biometrics to all points of entry and so on. Uh, we need to make sure that we attend to those issues uh, in a very progressive manner. The issue of uh, connectivity challenges, is, uh, as we have raised it, uh, um, 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 DG. The issue of um, supply chain, which I think the issue of supply chain, um, 
you need to 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 put more focus on because most of the issues uh, uh, that we have raised they are aligned with supply chain matters and we need to put more emphasis that your focus must also be uh, within supply chain last honorable chair issues raised by the uh, the brief raised by the um, the, the, the minister honorable minister i think we need to applaud the work that we have done so far regarding the issue of lindela your proactive keeping us informed through the media and so on you are hands on on these matters uh, honorable minister i think you you we we, we are applauding you on that because uh, uh, you up until today as we are briefing us now it shows that you work tirelessly last chair um, the department needs to focus on the issues of these uh, offices. The offices as raised by uh, by the Honourable Minister. Because Home Affairs, let us understand that Home Affairs is one of the departments that is very critical. Without Home Affairs, we cannot move. Now, let's tighten up. We understand that uh, we are faced with a very serious challenge, the pandemic, COVID, or COVID, let me not say COVID, but COVID-19. That COVID-19, Honourable Chair, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a problem. Now, we need to make sure that the department is, is on track on its foot in making sure that these other issues, in the, the requirements, regulations, are, are, are being made. That's my submission for now, Honourable Chair. And thank you very much for the opportunity. I submit. Thank you. Honourable Kanyele. Honorable Kanyele? She is not the Honorable uh, Magruva. Honorable Magruva? Can you hear me, Chair? Yes. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. I, I, I want to say thank you also for the explanations uh, and the presentation. I want to start off at a very important point, and that is the request by you as a chairperson for us to visit the respective officers. At the end of the day, uh, the problem that I'm facing is that a week ago, we have been told that uh, all of these officers have the necessary PPEs and it's uh, COVID-19 compliant. A week later, the contrary has been shown to a greater extent that Numerous offices uh, was closed. For example, the Belleville office in Cape Town, Worcester, Powell, uh, and uh, other offices as mentioned. So my problem is, while we have these uh, uh, challenges, I, I would want, uh, Chairperson, that we as a portfolio committee request that we have on a weekly basis, once a week, a, 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 a complete report on the frontline offices of all the 421 uh, officers. Then I want to speak to the capacity challenges that we have in the, in the department. Safety so say that the AGIS report for 1819 has made it very clear that the department is stagnant. And there's also, as mentioned, a non-compliance concern uh, when it comes to chains, uh, to the supply chains uh, management and also the irregular wasteful expenditure. A very important thing is the 
is the weakness that has been mentioned and also in terms of the IT linked with the fourth industrial revolution. But that is a challenge that we must address. Uh, I was of the opinion, Chair, that uh, we will have an addendum, knowing that what has happened with COVID-19, addendum to this APPs. I mean, you look at you look at the explanation of birds, uh, uh, of, 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 of newborn babies. It is anticipated in other countries that in this COVID time that we will have 7 million birds uh, in, in some of the countries. Uh, India alone will have 20 million birds. So I would like to know whether all these factors have been considered as far as the challenges is concerned with the COVID-19. And uh, my problem is that to a greater extent, there were also an explanation that a decline in performance and the BMA will do it better. We have a challenge for presentation of uh, the tabling of, 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 of the BMA, the approval of the BMA, and also the announcement of budgets to uh, the Department of Home Affairs. 130 million rent will come to the Home Affairs. I, I would like to know how that money will be uh, uh, utilized within the department. But I would, I would ask, is it possible to send the department back and to come with a, uh, an adjustment as far as uh, the COVID-19 alignment is concerned? Because it is a bit difficult that we are condoning. What are we condoning? What are we approving now? There has already been two months expenditure. So what are we approving now in terms of, 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 of this APP? So I think it is a, a judgment is, is, is important. We have to do that, but it must be in, in line with uh, COVID-19 uh, compliance. Thank you, Chair. Yeah, thank you very much. Honorable Chair, Honorable Chair, what is it that is hanged behind Honorable Matluva in his old robe, uh, um, uh, Honorable Chair? <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I just was, I'm also concerned about that, Honorable Desmond. I wanted to ask him whether it's parliamentary to hold this meeting inside his bedroom. <laughs> Can we take Honorable Kanyila? He's back now. Um, uh, thank you, Honorable Chair. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, thank you. And uh, we appreciate the presentation. I just want to go back to the issue of the offices that were, were closed. After we received your request that we need to go and conduct the oversight, we did um, as requested. And uh, uh, the offices that we, we went to, some of the offices that I went to, one of them was, was closed, the one that is in Secunda. And when I go there, I found that there were family members that were, were coming from Emelo. Emelo is about 90 kilometers to get the, the, the death certificate, and they could not even get it. Now, the problem is that if we do not fix the issue of closed offices, Chaperson, people are not going to be able to bury their loved ones because without the death certificate, you cannot be able to start facilitating the, the processes of the funeral because even when you claim for, to your, for the funeral policy, you need to submit the death certificate. So I, I, I hear the minister is saying the unions, they are raising an issue of, of glass petition and he doesn't feel that is an issue because should they put the glass petition, it means they will have to do it for all other officers. But I am not hearing the minister making a commitment that all the home affairs offices are going to be opened. And if they are going to be opened, when are they going to be opened? I think uh, the uh, members of the community want to know that. 
Another issue that I think we need to address, Chairperson, it is the issue that now during the COVID-19, the documents that the Department of the Services is actually providing, it is the issue of um, death certificates and the birth certificates and then the reissue of, 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 of IDs and, 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 and um, the, the, the birth as well. But now the, the, my problem is that I want to find out that when are we going to start with the issuing of IDs and passports? Because if you remember very well, the Minister of Education indicate, indicated that um, apparently the schools were supposed to be closed this month before they changed that decision. And when the schools were opening, they, 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 they were going to start with the grade seven and grade 12. So if the grade 12 will be going back to school, say they are going in June, they are going to need IDs. So how are we going to deal with that if we are not taking the applications for new IDs? Another issue is the issue of a skeleton staff that is, is working. We, I need to know what are, are we going to do with the staff that is sitting at home? Are we going to ask them to come and assist with the services that we are currently providing? Or they're going to stay at home for the whole period and we're going to pay them for, 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 for just being at home? Another issue, um, we appreciate the written responses that we have received, but I want to raise the issue of mobile units that if it's possible, can we please get a list as to where exactly are these mobile units? Because that will make our work easier when we go out to conduct an inspection. Say, for instance, they say there is a mobile unit in the standards and office. When I go there, I need to, that's, that, that will be one of the things that I expect to see if it's not them maybe to be stationed at the, at, the, at, the, at the rural area. Because what I have witnessed also at the Standards and Office when I went for an oversight, the office is only taking 10 people per time um, because they are observing the social distance. But it leaves many, many people standing outside. So how are we going to assist them to ensure that they get accommodation or a warmer accommodation, considering that we are going into winter and there were mothers that were sitting outside there carrying their little babies. And when we get these mobile units, we need to ensure that they are going to have days where they are going to be stationed in the rural areas for us to avoid members of the community to use public transport to go to them. To the to the to the to the home affairs offices because it, that is also part of fighting the spread of the COVID-19. If we try to keep people in one area for them not to be in in, in public transport. Thank you. Thank you, Honourable Kanyele. Um, Honourable Tito. Chairperson, uh, mine is on the IDs also on the issuance of the IDs, because of, we must not forget that the local elections are coming as scheduled for 2021. And already right now we have a backlog and then we don't have a proper strategy and a plan on how are we going to make sure that everyone is going to be eligible to vote and get those IDs and especially in the rural areas. My question also is also on the trucks, the mobile trucks, where are they allocated as in right now? And I also think that nature person, we did not have a proper plan. The department did not have a proper plan when they made that announcement that the offices are going to be open from eight o'clock until four o'clock because of they were supposed in the first place to meet with the unions and the home affairs department was supposed to meet and what 
was supposed to be a priority also, not us making announcements and then after that now the offices are closed and then we don't have a proper plan, we don't have the proper care on how are we going to allocate this and, and all of those things because of the DG told us that uh, even the, the staff members, they were told that how are they going to work and all of those things. But now all of a sudden everything is closed. The unions were not uh, given, uh, were not told that this and this is going to happen. And check, uh, from right now, I think that also on the, on the Lindella uh, issue, the minister must also go there and check the the property itself is 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 user friendly for the people who are detained there because of right now even in the videos itself you can see that the proper the, 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 the proposition of that of that of that of that site is not proper for a human being to live in that in that property so please uh, Minister, just go there and check if everything is suitable for a human being to go and stay in that place. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Tito. I'm requesting that after speaking, everyone just mute because I hear some uh, some background of people who did not mute their system. Assume, please. Honorable Tengwa. Uh, no, thank you very much, uh, Chair, and good afternoon, uh, colleagues, Minister, and your delegation. Um, I hope the apology. Can you, can you unmute? All right, am I audible now, Chair? Thanks. That's correct, correct. All right. No, thanks, Chair. Good afternoon to you and the colleagues, Minister, and your delegation. I just want to, of course, apologize for Honorable Van der Merwe. Um, as you know, she's in the Portfolio Committee of uh, Social Development. And my late arrival is owing to Rural Network. Uh, Chair, um, just maybe to, to, the, to the, these questions have already been asked, but one issue is on the closed offices. In an oversight to Belleville office, uh, Honorable Van der Merwe arrived there and they were not working, amongst other things, because they had not received the thermometers to check, you know, uh, as for screening as people went in. Now, on one hand, obviously, regulations are being eased for ease of access, but it seems as if the state of readiness is called into question. So if the minister can really drill into whether the necessary resources have been made readily available and um, as other colleagues have said to the um to, to the respective offices secondly i think a point which does need to be driven home is a matter of clarity uh chair insofar as the status of grade 12 learners vis-a-vis -vis their need for um ids and whether what discussions has home affairs had with um, with basic education to determine an operational framework which will allow the students or the learners to continue to be in school whilst we are grappling with these things. Because just this morning, uh, one uh, one was receiving calls of parents who are very desperate because of the uncertainty, the opening of schools. So that needs to be a targeted area of work. Chair, on the issue of refugees, the issue of the turnaround time remains of particular concern. 
because the time it takes when a complaint has been lodged and the time it takes one receiving a response for the department, particularly those who are here illegally, I must say, amongst other things, is the fact that the department has got no tracking mechanism of finding these people. So to lodge a complaint could very well be a cause, I mean, a request an application for refugee status could very well be a cosmetic exercise and then, I mean, disappear within the cracks of a very porous system. We're already dealing with 37 SKPs at Lindela. Do we know where they are? Have they been tracked? Because amongst other things, we certainly do not have a program or a plan in place where people are. Finally, Chair, I want to um, go to the issue of, um, in the last published report on the website of the department, their annual report, which was 1718. Um, their regular expenditure was about 34 million rand or so. But what action steps have been taken for investigations to clear things to sort things out before they pile up? Uh, because it would be concerning to have uh, you know, increases in regular expenditure so on, yet uh, very little done to sort that out. I do want to zoom into the issue of the airlines as to whether um, those that have been found guilty of bringing people into the country uh, illegally or people who not be coming as to whether the department has been collecting um, those uh, fines from those airlines and if not even in a written response, a schedule of the payments received would be completed. For now, thanks, Chair. Thank you. Eddie, can you mute these uh, members? Can you mute these members' uh, gadgets, please? Because there's somebody who are hearing everything in the background. Thank you, Honorable Tengwa. And thank you for visiting Home Affairs uh, from Scopa. Honorable Ross. Thank you, Chair. And uh, thank you to the Acting DG and Minister for the presentations. I'm going to focus on uh, immigration matters. Um, and I'm surprised uh, in the APP there wasn't an emphasis on the refugee appeal backlog. I think it's very significant, and the Minister has committed uh, to a four-year time frame to deal with that. Uh, my question is, um, courts are allowing remote hearings at the moment. Um, can't the DHA do the same to work on the refugee appeal backlog? Then the next thing is, uh, after the... Um, uh, eventual unlocking, there will be a surge of visa applications, and that risks uh, your ability to meet processing turnaround targets, as per the APP. Um, so the one issue is um, we have foreign national doctors uh, who studied in South Africa, who did community service and passed our entry exams, um, but they're stuck in our foreign workforce management programs uh, due to home affairs issues. Um, can these issues be looked at so that these doctors can assist the public service um, in dealing with COVID-19? Um, and then secondly, um, is there a reason why status changes on, on visas um, are not being processed at this stage? Because there's no need for direct physical contact or, or anything like that. So I think these are two measures that could help to deal with some visa processing before the big flood comes. Then, for once, I agree with uh, Honorable Muela um, in terms of the Lindella Repatriation Center. And it's great to see that uh, the deportees are being... Uh, deported before 120 days, but that's not being allowed to lapse. Um, my question for the minister is, um, is legal action being taken against the guard? 
And because essentially that guard has turned their back and allowed um, a criminal action to take place. They've allowed people to escape a holding facility um, and disappear. So I don't know how the people were apprehended again. Uh, to me, that's a very serious offense that uh, somebody can turn their back. And, um, you know, for me, it's a matter of national security. Then finally, um, I'd just like to ask, you know, Centurion Home Affairs Office, is, it serves a massive area in, in uh, Chuani and Gauteng. And they've been closed for the last few days because of a thermometer. They're waiting for a thermometer. So, Acting DG, can this please be resolved urgently? Thank you. Thank you, Honorable Ross. Uh, Honorable Chaban. Thanks, Chairperson. Um, thanks, Chair. Uh, I think some of the issues which I wanted to raise, uh, our members, have, uh, colleagues have raised, it was only to welcome the, the report and the details that have been presented to account on the on the work that they've done in the past financial financial year and the strategic plan moving forward. And just to say there, Chair, that we think also that you have uh, tasked us to visit some of the offices uh, in Limpopo. And I hear the minister say, he say repeating that in Limpopo, almost all the offices have been closed. Uh, I have been privileged today, Chair, to visit four offices which uh, uh, are opened in their operation after the engagement with the, the provincial manager and only two of them that will be uh, finalized for, for engagement tomorrow. tomorrow. But what's uh, central, Chair, is the, is the issue that uh, uh, Honorable Ross has raised now of the thermometers, uh, that uh, what are the plans, because it seems it delays uh, some of the work by our members, including the uh, sanitizing in the, some, some of the offices. And I think it's critical, Chair, that uh, hence we, we have noted the challenges of the department. We may need to get the proper plan so that we don't find uh, um, ourselves in the wrong, including the engagement with the stakeholders, uh, the, the, the unions. Thirdly, Chair, is also to appreciate the decision that the committee has taken to, to lift uh, the processing of the newborn uh, uh, certificate. I think that is a measure. A decision that we've uh, taken in the in this COVID uh, 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 challenges. I think it's important that we appreciate, though, identifying some of the uh, challenges that uh, the department uh, is facing. Chairperson, on the two issues which I think the in the APT are arising, it appears that uh, the, uh, the there's an acknowledgement that the IT section, the IT division, and labour in the main is most critical area where the department is struggling, in particular on some of the issues that the department has to execute the biometrics and this and that. And what is the plan around the, uh, 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 the issue of the uh, IT area and the, the, their program with CITA? In the past uh, reports, uh, I know report, there was an issue of the uh, EOH, if I'm correctly uh, uh, in pronouncing it. Uh, there were challenges around that area, and I think the the the, the minister minute or the teacher minute expand more on the what are the uh, critical challenges. So we were able to advise on how must uh, uh, assist the department because it contributes not for them to meet some of the targets that have been uh, uh, that, that have been planned. Honourable Miele has raised the issue of the uh, uh, supply chain management, which. They are acknowledging in the, in the report that among the issues is the capacity limitation of the, of the uh, supply chain. We may need to get 
what are those capacity limitations? Uh, because this matter has been recurring on the on the on the portfolio committee report. What are those capacity limitations? What informs the capacity limitation? Because they themselves confess that their capacity limitation, now that they've identified them, what are the mitigation factors in order to resolve with the uh, uh, staff that they're having? I think we may need to, to be alerted on that. Minister, I think the, the judge has, uh, which has, is, has done something, uh, uh, has directed the portfolio committee to enter into a department. Physical, I think, uh, to say advocate Bongo, the chairperson, many to venture into the legal uh, uh, divisions because it's where there are most of the problems. You're losing cases. Uh, there are cases that need to be dealt with. There's a backlog around that. There's no appreciation on the on the, on your presentation. What are the plans that you seek to, to do so that we're able to resolve uh, uh, this matter? On the issue of Lindela, yes, we appreciate minister that uh, you have been swift on the informing the public uh, and what are the uh, uh, issues that we have taken um, and the deportation plans of uh, uh, the, the, our brothers and sisters that must go back to their, their country. I think the, if the laymen on the streets uh, may need to uh, be made to understanding uh, that we have refugees, refugees, uh, refugees in the Cape Town, the ones that we're dealing with, uh, that two decisions were taken either to deport them or to integrate them in their community. They may say, this layman may say, why is the minister overnight that takes take that decision, such a decision to deport them? Why are they not taking uh, uh, the same approach in the in the Western? Though we understand uh, the regulations and the law on how certain decisions are processed, but a layman on the street may need to be uh, understanding the process on the issues that have been taken in relation to what happened in Lindela, this thing has been taken to, to, to deport immediately, and what are the issues in the in, 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 in city of uh, Cape Town. I think we may need to, to frame up. The last point, Chairperson, uh, 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 is what uh, uh, Honorable Tlongwa and uh, Honorable Pito have raised around the issue of the ideas. Uh, there's no plan uh, now that how are they going to distribute this and un, an un, un, uncollected items um, what is the plan that they're going to do that i think there's an appreciation of the uh, uh, the, the learners that are going to to, to write the exams to be needing the uh, exam there's an appreciation of the local government elections that are coming what is the exactly the plan of home affairs in order to uh, uh, respond to this challenge the plan the distribution of these un, un, uncollected IDs. We know that there's a shortage of staff, but what is the plan to utilize the resources which they're having within their, within their space in order to, to raise those issues? Those are the issues that critical that I wanted to, uh, uh, to raise. Thank you. Thank you, Honorable. Uh, but Chair, we acknowledge, we acknowledge that Honorable Shavane stays alone. He should have at least his tie. Uh, uh, put his tie correctly, like yourself, Honorable Chair, next time. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Uh, Honorable Mwala, you are released now for your next appointment. Um, Honorable Janji. Uh, thank you very much, Chair. Uh, I see that Honorable Cordis is very disturbing you. He comes in all Please ask Cordis not to do that. Um, <laughs> On the three issues, uh, the presentation and two inputs, 
I just want to start with the issues of the people. Chair, your 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 directive as a chair to us as members. I visited the Kailita office here in the Western region. Uh, unfortunately, a day before that, I was able to speak with a metro manager who was also in that meeting. Uh, in, in, in that meeting. meeting was closed, but I was able to get inside, and the workers were inside, and they all reported the work. I can confirm the following things in that office. When we were there, we were taken through sanitizers were available. The masks were available, gloves were available, registered. So that when somebody gets in, they will get registered so that they'll conduct tracing. We have been able to see that, including physical distancing in the seating arrangement. And I then asked, is this applicable to all the metro offices? And then to confirm that. The issue that became a, 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 a problem which we were not really convinced about were two issues. The issue which I was getting for the first time called visor. And the second one is about the thermometer. But uh, even in that way, we spent three hours with, 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 with the team there. During that three hours, two people were asked to go and change for the use of the thermometer. I've just been in contact before coming to this meeting with that the deep cleaning that they are complaining about is happening tomorrow, and I'd like to miss the acting to confirm that. On the issue of the strat plan, I just have two issues to raise the chair. I welcome the strat plan, and I think uh, we support uh, that plan because we cannot uh, endorse this because it's, it's got to, to be implemented and budget wise. But there are two, two things that I want to, to raise. One is relating to what Member McGlue was raising, the issue of COVID-19. When you presented the strategy, you would not have had COVID-19. But we're in the middle of that now. The question is, have you as a department started a review process? Because you have told us that this thing might go up to September. So I don't think you're in a position to tell us now that these are the changes you are making. Has that process started? And secondly, on the Stratford and APs, my last point there is what is the relevance of the APP uh, to the, the medium term strategic framework? Because the MTSF, when the APPs were, were submitted, was not submitted together with that. Is there any gap there? And if there's a gap, how are you fixing that? On the third point of the Lindela, I also want to to add my voice to, to, to the members, to thank the minister for the swift action. Um, I mean, seven o'clock this morning when I opened the TV, the minister was on, on Newsroom Africa saying Basutu left at four o'clock. Uh, I think that that's to be welcome. And, and is the minister, therefore, we have been told about the suspension, what other actions have been taken and whether the department has been found wanting any of the They were there. Perhaps if you can repeat that. So we were able to see how many guards were there in relation to these 1,500 or so uh, immigrants uh, that are there. Thank you very much, Chair.
Thank you very much, uh, Honorable Judge. Uh, Minister, Deputy Minister and the DG, over to you. Thank you very much. I will, the, the, there will be questions that uh, the DG will have to answer. But if the Deputy Minister wants to add something, he'll also obviously do so. Let me start with the questions uh, raised by Mr. McClure, which were raised by many other people, about the state of readiness of the department uh, to open our offices, uh, rather to give extra services in our office because our offices were never closed. They've always been there, remember. We're issuing only death certificates. We're also issuing replacement birth certificates and replacement IDs. Now, in level four, we added that we must now issue birth certificates, not replacement, and also issue IDs that were uncollected. That is the, the plan we presented in front of you, Chairperson. And that very same week, after we have done so, on a Friday, we called all the managers of the provinces. We checked one by one. They presented through slides here how many of the PPEs they have. And in our understanding, the PPEs here that are standard and basic is our gloves, masks, and sanitizers. And all of them were having them. While where we accept that we failed was thermometers, the, the temperature scanners, the, the thermal infrared scanners, because they were very, very difficult to find in the country. And we've just received them yesterday. But we never imagined that without thermometers, our offices cannot work. Now, these other things that they've added, like class petitions, uh, Honorable Kanile, it's not the unions who demanded that we must have class petitions. It's unfortunately an inspector of the Department of Labor. And if I read uh, the, the, the document he has written to us, he said uh, a screen, a permanent transparent screen must be put in front of each and every workstation in our frontline offices. And I was complaining that I do not understand the regulations to be demanding that because many government departments do not have permanent screens. And if we were to open offices only because of permanent screens, it will take many months. Our understanding is if a person has got gloves, has got a mask, and their sanitizers, they can work. Then we added uh, the face screens, 5,000 of which were received yesterday, and we are distributing them to, between offices. We think that is enough. You don't need that class petitioning, and we are challenging the Department of Labor about that. We are actually appealing. We are appealing because there's a normal process of appeal because we don't think it's right. If if we, we don't get it right with the Department of Labor appeal process, we'll certainly go to court because we believe this is an arbitrary, arbitrary demand by the department. The other issue is the deep cleansing of offices. Chairperson, we are deep cleansing our offices because we don't want stalemate. We don't want delays. But our understanding of the rules is 
you decontaminate and disinfect only an office that has been contaminated or infected, which is what we did in Friday. Last night, I checked with the Deputy Minister of Labor, and she confirmed that. Yet they are quoting that the Department of Labor said all offices need to be disinfected. It's not true. You disinfect and decontaminate an office. That has been contaminated. But nevertheless, in order to avoid any frictions and delays, we are busy decontaminating our offices. And uh, we want to open them as soon as possible, because at least the thermometers that we're being complained about, we are getting them. Now come this question about IDs, Chairperson. We did not present any plans to you about issuing IDs. We don't think we have yet arrived there uh, uh, at uh, uh, risk level four of, of, of the disaster. Uh, remember, the issue here is that you don't want lots and lots of people in offices. We have got half a million IDs that have not been connected. We want those to be collected. And when we move to other COVID uh, levels, lower levels, we'll present to you a plan to, op to open for IDs. This also relates to students. We are not panicking. Students are still at home. Before COVID, uh, Chairperson, the Deputy Minister of Home Affairs and the Deputy Minister of Basic Education met because we said they must draw a program of taking mobile units to school so that schools should not go to home affairs offices, but home affairs offices through mobile units must go to them to issue IDs. They cannot go now because schools are closed. As soon as they are open, we'll do so. We are not panicking because we are able to issue an ID, as we've already seen, within a period of five days to 13 days. So there is really nothing that we are panicking about. We are just waiting for the Department of Education to tell us uh, when when kids are going to school and will will we'll do so. Uh, the list of mobile units, the mobile units which we have been promising you, 100 that were being fitted, 65 have already been distributed. We are still busy with the remaining 35 and a list is available, can be given to you. Uh, yeah. the the. Questions from Honorable Tito was that there was no proper plan before official opening. We definitely planned very well, including the social distancing. And that is what Honorable Janji is talking about. We even told them they had already put marks for social distancing at one meter. Friday last week, we told them go and do it 1.5 meters, even inside the, 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 the buildings where people are sitting. Do that social distancing, even between the clients. And, and the workers in front there. Uh, the issue of Lindela, whether it's not fit for human uh, beings, I, I don't think this is just a statement that anybody can claim because there are institutions that must do so and must do it officially in writing and say, this institution is not fit for human beings. There is a permanent office, honorable chair, of the South African Human Rights Commission there. This, if there was any breach of human rights whereby we are putting people in human conditions, the office is there, they don't visit, it's a permanent office. When you enter Lindela, it's written there at the door, South African Human Rights uh, Commission. There are offices of other uh, permanent organizations there. 
and and if they are in human conditions, we will very much appreciate to hear from them. Uh, Honorable Song Sengwa, about the resources being made readily available for PPEs. Yes, we do have those resources. I've already explained here in this case what the, the problem was. Now, the tracking mechanism to find illegal migrants, we have got only one mechanism, and unfortunately, it's a human mechanism. The illegal migrants are tracked by mig 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 uh, uh, migration inspectors, immigration inspectors, I mean to say. Immigration inspectors, we were in front of this committee many times to tell you that unfortunately we have got only 650 of them and we've been appealing to Treasury to increase them. And uh, you are aware that our compensation of employees, they told us straight it must reach a particular ceiling we can't hire. But we do have 650 immigration officials who trace illegal immigrants. The fact that there are people in Lindela is the work of these immigration officials. We do not have any other mechanism because a person who is illegal doesn't want to be seen. They def I mean, if you are illegal in a country, you do everything in your power that you must not be traced and, and be seen. And because nobody has tagged you with any electronic document or anything and it's not written on your face, uh, it's very difficult, but our immigration officials are trying their best. Uh, Honorable, I mean, the, 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 the question about irregular expenditure, I'm leaving it to the DG to resolve. The questions asked by Honorable, uh, Honorable uh, uh, Ruos about, uh, yeah, it's Honorable Ruos, as, uh, about illegal immigrants and all that. Uh, the police are investigating whether we are going to charge those cuts. The police are investigating to see if there is any illegality. Yesterday when I was there, when I was speaking to the media, because some of them were trying to howl at me, they claimed, of course, in a howling manner, that they do not have any contract with their employer to work for a certain number of hours. So they worked in hours they understood to be and left. But the Inmates there told us that now before leaving, they tipped the inmates and said, we are going to leave before time. You are free to do what you want because there will be nobody to guard you. That's what we are told by inmates as to whether the investigation and police can corroborate that. We're waiting for that. But that's what the inmates informed us, that the reason that people knew that exactly five o'clock, they must scale the walls and move away is because they knew there will be no guards or there will be very few guards there. So that's what the police will be investigating. The issue of Centurion office, I'll check. I think by now, Honorable Ruiz, they will have received their thermometers because I think those arrived either yesterday or today. I'm sure Mr. McKay could share some light. Then there are questions by Honorable Chabani. I think he did not hear me very well. I never said all, all, almost all offices in Limpopo are closed. I said the letter we received from the PSA about offices which they say they've closed because they claim that uh, their workers were not safe are mostly in Western Cape. In Pumalanga is half of the total offices and then uh, in Limpopo is about four. Otherwise, all the other offices in Limpopo 
are working. And if I'm not mistaken, they've got about 53 of them. I'm just speaking off my off the cuff. I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm not sure about that number. I remember seeing it somewhere. Uh, the question again, what is the difference between the Basotho or the people at Lindela who have repatriated so fast as against the refugees in Cape Town? The difference is that the, 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 the people in Lindela have appeared in front of a magistrate. It is the magistrate who has ruled official legally that they must be deported. And when a magistrate has ruled that somebody must be deported, they go to Lindela at least for a period of 30 days waiting for uh, the ambassadors of their country to come and identify them because you can't just de deport people without their countries having confirmed that, yes, this, this indeed is my citizen. Now, the refugees in Cape Town, as you have heard, most of them have got documents to be here. There is, there is no immigration law that they've breached. What they've breached are bylaws of the city of Cape Town. I know there's been an argument about this, uh, uh, that we, 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 we are throwing our responsibility to the city of Cape Town. The immigrants there, even when you check the judgment from the court of law, is about bylaws, not about bridging uh, immigration regulations. But we have accepted the ruling of this committee that we must try to integrate them back into society. And if they fail, then we repatriate them back to their countries. Now, that is an if, meaning it's not our first choice to repatriate them back to the countries where they come from because many of them have got official refugee status in the country. Others have got asylum, I mean, asylum seeker documents. That's a section 22 permit. Those were illegal during the time when we were checking them, after they were, they were after the judgment. When we checked them, those were illegal were very few, but they immediately went in to apply for asylum. So they've got legal documentation to be here. They differ with those who are in Lindela. And that is the main difference, Honorable Chabani. And uh, uh, because you said I must clear ordinary, uh, an, an ordinary men on the street, and I'm, I, I suppose they understand that explanation. Uh, the plan to distribute uncollected IDs. Honorable members will remember during every election, there's a call from Home Affairs for people to come and collect their IDs. Sometimes they number up to a million where people apply for them and leave. We have even appealed to you in your respective constituency offices to call, to ask make I mean to ask you to make a call for people to 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 come and collect their IDs. It's a perennial exercise with every election that comes. Now at the moment there are five hundred thousand of them uncollected IDs. Hundred and four thousand of them are new, and the remainder are people who who have applied for a smart card, who actually have an ID. And we understand why they are not maybe under pressure to fetch them, because they do have an ID, only that they were switching over to a smart card. But the 104,000 are the ones that worries us because they are new. We believe, Honorable Chair, that now that there are gains in social development, and the gains and the grants that the president has announced, people will be much more interested in collecting their IDs but we still make a call for you to help us. Otherwise, we don't have any other strategy except to call through the radio and say anybody who has applied for an ID must come and collect it. Remember immediately when your ID is there, you are sent an SMS. 
So these people have been sent an SMS that your ID is ready, but they are not just coming because they believe they don't need those IDs. That is the unfortunate part of it. Uh, Honorable John, yes, we have already said about the PPEs which you find in most offices, and yes, we appreciate that. And the, the swift action that we took at Lindela, and the, how many guards? I think this is a good question. When I was at Lindela, while we did not hire the guards, they are hired by the company that has been contracted. I heard them when they were howling that one of their grievances is that they've got one guard for every 50 inmates, and they say that is too much. I was then interested, chairperson, in checking what is the ratio, what is the standard, against which standard are they getting this 50. I then phoned the Minister of, 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 of Justice and Correctional Services to ask, and this is what he told me. He said in the high maximum security correctional service facilities, the ratio is one guard to 30 inmates. In the medium, it is one guard to 40 inmates. In the awaiting trial prisoners, it was one guard per 60 inmates. And I believe the, the one guard per, in fact, they said this, they, they, they claim that is one per 50. When I counted yesterday, when I was there, it was one per 44, which means it's more or less equivalent to a medium security uh, prison. And I believe in Lindela is even less than that because that is not a medium security prison because most of the inmates there are the people who just came here illegally. They didn't commit any crimes. Those who committed crimes are there, but there are very few. Thank you very much. Deputy Minister. No, thank you, Chair. Uh, just one issue that I think the committee needs to be cautious of that when we are dealing with the issue of issuing a new identity document or new applicants for identity document it involves a higher risk in terms of COVID-19 not just of our frontline end offices but it involves the work that must now be done at PVR it involves work that must now done at GPW. So as a result, it's a bit more higher, and that is why we are following the approach that has been laid out by the president in terms of the risk approach. And as the minister has said, we'll look into that when we get to that particular phase. And we must also remember that all children uh, who, who actually have birth certificates, whether they are grade 12 and uh, whichever grade, they already have IT numbers. And as a result, it becomes much easier to then issue them with smart card IDs. And uh, already there was a plan, as the minister has already articulated, to go and issue those in schools. We had already piloted it in the Northern Cape. We were looking at a bit of a soft launch in the free state prior to COVID-19. So those issues are being handled in that particular way. Thank you very much. DG? DG? Uh, thank you, Thank you, Honorable Chair. Uh, I will deal with the issue of uh, the the review process of our MTSF. Um, uh, the the strategic plan as well as the APP, and I will ask uh, our our uh, CFO to deal with the issues of. Uh, of uh, the irregular spend uh, that was referred during the question time with your indulgence, uh, Honorable Chairperson. Uh, 
Chairperson with regard, the, the, we've received a call from a DMP, a Department of Metering and Evaluation, on this way, where they state that the impact of COVID-19, uh, national state of disaster, and the uh, lockdown has necessitated uh, the alignment of government planning and non-financial performance reporting processes. And uh, they are of the, they then say, go on to say that in the alignment of the 2020-2021 adjustment budget process, national institutions will be expected to revise and retable the 2021 annual performance plan and the 2020 to 2025 strategic plans. The purpose of the retabling of these plans will be to incorporate the inter interventions and the adjusted 2021 budget allocation in response to the COVID-19 pandemic and to prioritize government programs and projects for continued service delivery. So the retabling of these plans, uh, Chairperson, will follow the tabling of the adjusted 2021 national budget in Parliament by National Treasury. They go on to say that the DPME will soon issue formal communication to all national institutions regarding the processes for the revision and tabling of the uh, strategic plans and APPs as well as guidance on reporting against COVID-19 initiatives. Jefferson, so we are awaiting that guidance uh, to be given by the DPME. We will also, during our planning uh, or our review of our, of our quarterly report during the uh, this 17th of this month, discuss some of the issues that we think are pertinent that need to be reviewed in terms in terms of our in terms of our plan, uh, chairperson, and then on the issue that uh, um, um, uh, honourable Janchi raises about the relevance of the APP to the MTSF, I hope I understood him correctly. The APP is related to the uh, to the strategic plan. All that it does is that it expounds the targets to be reached year upon year. So there's a it's a breakdown of the five-year plan into one-year deliverable. Chairperson, I will ask the, the CFO now just to respond to the issues around irregular spend. Good afternoon, Chair, Chairperson, Minister, Deputy Minister, and Honourable Members. Um, uh, Chairperson, the 2017-18 um, irregular closing balance was 552 million rand. It reduced in the 2018-19 year to 253 million rand. So it is a 328 million rand condemnation received by National Treasury that, that caused this reduction in our irregular expenditure. Chairperson, the second question um, was on airlines and the levying of fines and our ability to collect those fines. I think um, if the chairperson allows, I will prepare a proper schedule because I do not have a detailed airline with me currently and submit that to the chairperson should he agree. Chairperson, that's what is being done. Thank you. Can, can you mute that? Tichi, can you mute? Sorry, sorry, sorry. 
Thank you very much, um, members, and uh, thank you, Minister, and your team. Uh, right, Chair. Who is that? It's Honourable Ruth. I've, I'm still, I still want to talk. Do you want to talk before uh, I talk? Uh, my questions about the visas were not answered. About the foreign workforce management programs and about why visas. Okay. Can I talk? Yes, uh, thank you very much, Minister and the team, and thank you, members. And also thank you to you, Honorable Ross. Like I always say when we do a meeting, that uh, those questions that are not answered, they cannot be answered now for now. Where they are unable to do the answers, they obviously send us uh, submissions. Um, and thank you, uh, Minister. The, the, the members are acknowledging that they received, they have received the, the answers for the, for the other meeting. That is, that is appreciated. Uh, that is one. Um, I'm getting a, a message here from the media. They're asking me, why is Honorable Lekota not raising a hand? Yet is part of this meeting, and I, um, I, I was not sure because I can't see everyone who's in. I'm only advised by Eddie. Honorable Quarter, if you are in, uh, the media is concerned about your silence. They're saying, okay. on a point very... of order, yes, the, the media is not part of this meeting, and never had it happened before that the media is raising such questions. Can, can you can you can you mute members, please? Magrua, we have failed to answer a question. Where it is parliamentary to be where you are when you are in this meeting yourself? And yeah, you want me to you want me to respond to that? We will respond after this meeting. We will, I'll call you. I'm happy to respond to that and even to uh, Mullah's uh, question earlier as well. Much no, happy we'll to let, respond. No, I will, I will call you after this meeting. And then uh, the issue, the issue around the, the Lindela. I'm going to speak to AD members that... Uh, we must devise a strategy of an oversight. We will uh, consult with the leadership of parliament on how can we get to do an oversight at Lindell so that some of these questions that we have asked, you are able to ask them from a, from a, a point of view of having seen the place. And then uh, around the issue of the offices, McLuva. I agree. I agree with you. I think the report that we must get from the department within within five days is that which office, when is it going to be open? The date and time of which office and so on will will request that you give us that in writing, maybe within five days, uh, uh, Minister. And then uh, there is a question that was not answered. Uh, on the issue of the supply chain and the strains, but I'm also going to allow that to be answered in written. It was asked by Honorable uh, Chavane. 
will uh, allow that to be because you know the operation that we're in it is that of a, a time constraint um, driven there are issues that uh, honorable members if you recall very well are issues that we have raised in other meetings some are arising from here what i have requested Eddie to do after having read this report is that uh, he must elevate all the decisions of the committee about every matter. Take them back to the DG and the minister and the deputy minister and get responses on all those issues because some of the issues or most of the issues that we are raising here are issues that the committee has already had decision about. Like the issue of the EOH, we had the recommendation already. There's an issue of VFS, we have a recommendation. All we needed to ask about the VFS would, did you really implement what the committee had advised on, on VFS? But once we elevate all those issues, all the issues that are raised by members will then be able to be answered by the department. Also, incorporating the plans that they've put in, in terms of implementing some of these issues. With regard to the issue of birth and death registration, I think we need to say this outright, let the committee, that uh, we, we are not going to take any explanation. We are not taking any explanation. We want this issue of death certificates to be issued as a matter of, as a matter of procedure and as a matter of agents. The death registration is what we have resolved on in the last meeting. We are continuing as the committee to monitor and we are happy on, in the presentation that we are, we are dealing with this matter. And within five days, I'm sure we'll also make follow-ups around the issue of the birth registration. Because this one, it also touches on the issue of COVID, COVID-19. These people must get their, what is due to them in terms of what the president has, uh, has presented. On the issue of the dispute with unions and so on, Minister, uh, we say you are, we are appealing and we're going to go to court. What we can advise and, and request that it happens, we need to, because we are one government general. So if the Department of Labor issues this thing, we must encourage what we call um, alternative dispute resolutions, which are not necessarily by way of appeals and uh, going to courts. Because there's a minister that side, there's a minister this side, there's a teacher that side, there's a teacher this side. We must encourage an initiative and innovation of trying to deal with dispute, uh, alternative dispute resolution. Because whilst we're going to court and appeals, I wonder with where, where are our people at the time who need these services so much? Because they will be a bit uh, struggling for those weeks or for those months whilst, we, whilst we're dealing with this. The charge, uh, the charge of the, the, the learned charge of the Western Hape High Court uh, Justice Tular has issued, has issued a judgment that this committee must go to, to the department and interact with the challenges around the legal services. Honorable Chavane has raised that matter. And I need to, because I respect the judiciary, I need to write back to the judge on what the committee has done around this matter, Minister. We have read the judgment. Can you interact with the issues raised by the judge? and report to this committee so that I, some members of the committee may have not uh, read the judgment, but 
I will request Eddie to send the judgment to all members of the committee to see how the judge wanted us to dispense issues that relates to the shortcomings around people who are advising the minister and the director general. I'm sure it will, it will relate to even issues that relate to supply chain, but now let's comply with what the judge so that I can write to the judge and say to the judge, these are the following steps that we have taken to remedy the issue that we have raised in your judgment around the issue of, um, of the shortcomings that are, in the, that are in the department. The refugee appeal backlog as raised by Ross. Let's get, uh, I think it's a matter that we have raised previously. Let's get, let's get the roadmap around which the department has planned to deal with, uh, to deal with the, the issue. There's one major issue, uh, Honorable uh, Minister and DG and Deputy Minister. The issue of the BMA. We will appreciate to get a roadmap on how do we, how do we uh, get this thing implemented, by when, so that we are able to respond to our people. Why I'm saying the BMA, when we had this serious challenge around the refugees and so on, we had promised our, the South Africans that the BMA will resolve the challenges substantially once it is implemented. It has moved from the parliament. It is now with the president. After the president signs this thing, let's get the roadmap towards implementation because South Africans wanted to know and they want to see how this PMA is going to be dealing with this. So as the committee, we're so delighted that this matter will resolve. So we want to do an oversight on what um, the PMA the PMA is about to, to, to give to our people. IT collection. I think uh, let's engage on innovation and initiatives. I know that um, Honorable McClover and, uh, and other members who are part here, and in the party where I come from, I've been allocated the constituents' office. And I'm sure the, the, the party where I'm a member, there are constituents' offices around. We must explore writing all this. If they fall within the district of where I come from, Siabusa, for, for instance, where I come from, you can write to the constituents' office to say these are the people who have not collected. It's a list, so that part of the work that is done in the in our constituents' offices is to look for these people because these are voters. We look for them on behalf of the department as a constituency office now, as a constituents' office. So I'm I'm just suggest these are some of the initiative and positive contribution we may have to do in terms of uh, making sure that we deal with this process because. We must be proactive and incremental in our approach, uh, I think, uh, from, from time to time. But I'm, I'm, I'm just uh, happy that out of the seven APEX priorities, we're dealing with four. I think we're, we're quite uh, on course. We're, there's some Buddhist child who's speaking at the back now. Um, around the... The apex priority. I'm I'm happy that we are, I think we're on course, and then uh, certainly the 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 presentation was uh, indeed uh, good, uh, Minister. But you've got to look at the present the, the, the presentation vis-à-vis -vis the implementation because the most important thing is when you go to the implementation. I will make the 
the oversight report of those who have done oversight available members uh, to just to check so that we can enhance both oversight on the ground and oversight on what the department tell us. And um, I think uh, from where I'm sitting, the, the COVID-19 has um, really distracted us, but um, we'll get back on track. They are all in the indicators, Minister, are showing that uh, we are getting on track. All indicators are showing that we'll be able to pull pull back as we go to other levels. It's us as Home Affairs who get more strain because we have a lot of people queuing for, 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 for services. So with those words, I want to, to close this meeting. Um, the meeting is expected to take two hours. So we're left Chairperson, with... Can I apologize just for 30 seconds, Chairperson? Just one issue for 30 seconds, Chairperson, uh, with apologies. One minute. Yeah, Chairperson, uh, yeah, because I think it's important because uh, many people will be listening to this presentation for them to understand. Chairperson, we are not taking any union to court. We are talking about the Department of Labor because the demand they've made on us is outrageous. But they already twice we have conducted them. They say we must appeal. You can ask the DG there. He has conducted the DG of Labor. He said and said, we think you have made a mistake here and we cannot work. He said, please appeal. Now, I'm talking about the court of law because this has already happened to me when I was in the Department of Health. They closed our office headquarters for five days. And when we asked them, they said appeal. Only when we threatened them with a court case, they opened the offices. When we said now we are going to court. And I'm just doing a deja vu here that our offices are not working on a demand that we believe is outrageous. And when we spoke to them, collegially, as you are advising, they said no appeal. So we have already appealed, as I'm speaking here, because we want those offices to be opened. I just want, thought, uh, Chairperson, I needed to clarify that matter for everybody to understand where we come from. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's fine, Minister. But uh, what, what I was saying is that uh, we need to encourage, because in our work we must be innovative and, and take initiative. We need to encourage alternative dispute resolution interdepartmental because there's another DG decide, another DG decide. So if we speak at that strategic level, because I see this, I saw this uh, the letter from Labour. It's written by an inspector who's at the level 7, level 10, at the around work-related issues. But if these issues are ele- elevated at a strategic level of a DG, they may get a different attention. So we may have to look into that, not that we're prescribing, but we're just putting um, a suggestion that we may have to look into some of those issues so that we seem to be to be um, to be assisting. And um, I think with those words, members, um, I will continue to interact with you on all the issues that relate to home affairs. But I really appreciate I really appreciate your contribution. I think your contribution do not uh, we are not taking them very light. And the work that the minister were doing, as the p- committee of parliament were not taking the work we're doing very light. And um, uh, now it's exactly six o'clock. This meeting um, 
is adjourned. We'll communicate uh, with regard to our Monday meeting. Thank you very much. Um, we can... Don't forget to call me. I didn't want to embarrass Honorable Mula. <laughs> okay. <laughs>